0: Story deals with a subculture of heavy metal music that some feel is sending a dangerous message to your kids. The forces of evil on the dark side of devil rights. And I want to talk tonight about the devil and demons and witches and wizards. And we just mix it up with hardcore and aggression and come out with something we think an original sound. Loud, fast, heavy,
1: you know. Well, what do you
2: got? What do you got? You're listening to Riff Worship, the podcast that attempts to answer the age-old question, what makes a riff? Why do we care about the riff? Our favorite albums featuring riffs. I'm one of your hosts, Austin Paulson. With me, as always, are my friends in music, my co-hosts, Dylan Adams, Justin Swindle. uh, For the last time in 2023, how are you guys doing? Angry. (laughs) It's been a great year. Uh, We've been doing this since April. Uh, We've gotten to talk to a lot of people. That we uh we may have never gotten the opportunity to talk to before we've talked about ton of records this year uh looking back how how do you feel twenty twenty three went for you guys
1: it was a good year yeah uh i'm just like the blimp just like the tire <laughs> uh i'm I moved to a new city yeah lived with an, a new roommate uh it was good though yeah Dylan
0: Um, it was pretty solid. Um, definitely. I'm not one to kind of dig into like, oh, it's a new year. Let's, let's create all this new, uh, all these new things I've got to do. I just kind of roll with the punches when it comes to that. Um, I will say, uh, I did, I never, I never thought that I would have got into something like this other than just like, flapping my gums to a couple drunk buddies like on a couch at 3 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) We just grew definitely Joe Perry. We've Um, certainly
2: done plenty of that. Yeah. Maybe um, it was just time to get it in front of a mic for some reason. But
0: yeah, for whatever reason. And, you know, it surprisingly, we've had people tell us they enjoy this. Um, which has been the surprising part of it, right? <laughs> um yeah. who who would have thought? You know, we've we've had guests that we never thought we could have been able to reach out to, uh, that were some were even excited, maybe yeah. uh, to come on. <laughs> maybe. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't really do well with compliments or, you know, positive affirmations. So it's just like, oh, okay, we did a thing. Um, like this is cool, this is fun, this is still fun. So um, you know, I, I didn't, I've never thought about what we do as work either. Like, yeah, there's pressure to it because we always want it to be good. And I think we strive to make it the best product and, uh, content that we could possibly make it. <laughs> and, um, there's a little bit of pressure behind that. And, you know, that's the type of pressure and, uh, maybe stress that you do want. You want to make it the best quality product you can get. Um, I do know that uh, it's been a good year. It's been a lot of fun. I'm still having fun doing it.
2: Yeah. I mean, this basically started because I needed to, I needed a project. I needed to submit something for school. And so if it just was an excuse to like have my friends on to talk about music, then absolutely I'd do that as a project uh, every time. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's been it's we're not perfect we're we're still rolling we're still trying to get better at it uh in 2024 and you know it started out just me and Dylan talking in audio and then it turned into the video stuff so learning how to do all these various little things here and there over time uh has been very fulfilling so if if that was the only thing to come out of this year then i i'd say that was a it was a big one for me in 2023 but uh to to the matters at hand as with many uh Publications and different music fans, everyone's putting together their lists, their end of the year list. What were your favorite releases? What were the best? What did you love? What did you hate? Um, we're gonna do that. Ours is a little different. I don't, I don't really, I've never been a fan of the way people some pe- like some reviewers will go about a certain release where um maybe it's like a ranked tier system, like this is the best, or this deserves five, uh, out of, you know, five, or maybe it's a star. Li- I, I just don't, I don't really think of music in that way. I think that's just kind of weird. Like, what does that even mean? Like what's a 3.5 out of five? Like what, what is that? So, uh, we're, we put together a list of 10 albums. We're going to throw in some EPs or splits or collabs when, you know, necessary. Uh, we're going to talk about some non-heavy records. We're going to talk about the things we're looking forward to in the next year, but. Uh, this is by no means a uh, like a ranked list. It is just albums that we really enjoyed this year that we wanted to talk about. I know I can speak for all three of us when I say that we probably had like a huge list and we had to really kind of scale it down to fit uh, the structure oh, was of this misery. episode. Uh, so I'm sure we'll mention some of our our favorites that maybe didn't make it on the the actual final yeah. list. But yeah, it was it was a it was a treacherous journey to get to 10 for sure.
1: I have a playlist on Spotify that like as an album comes out I'll add it so I can like remember.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My playlist is literally 24 it's 24 hours long.
0: <laughs> good good a- idea. I I didn't do that and I was just like I'll remember all this stuff. I didn't. So yeah. like I had to go back to so many sources. I had to go to like my record shelf. I had to go to list of all the releases in like 2023 also that Loudwire Page was a great help, but it is also the most glitchy piece of shit website um, that I've ever <laughs> used. It would, you or, it would just like, it would just like, you out. <laughs> it would freeze and then it would just refresh. So you couldn't get back to where you're at. It was a nightmare, uh, but I got through it. Like it was, it was rough. It got to a point where I was at work with a notebook, just writing down things that would come into my head. Oh, I listened to that. And it was just like, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the book house of leaves, but there's points in that book that you can open it up. And like the the script is like in different directions. Oh, it's upside God. down. It's it's a hellscape. Uh, yeah. So it was just like that. It, it looked like, you know, uh, Homer in their Shining episode with uh, <laughs> no beer and no TV, make Homer something, something just like that.
1: I got the idea to make a year playlist from Austin. Uh, I don't know if you still do that, but you used to, but your playlist would just be like, one song from each yeah. release or something, but I'm just like fuck it. F- it. I'm putting the whole thing on here. I yeah. don't care.
2: I'll pr- I will be making a playlist uh, featuring probably songs like the, the standout tracks from yeah. each of our our picks. So uh, you know you can access that in this episode. We'll provide
0: the link in the bio for the shit. But that um, that was the hard that was the hardest part for me was like my because I. I listen to albums in the whole scope. Yeah. It's really hard for me just to pick like one track out, especially if I love the whole record. And, you know, it was really hard to go through and just like, God, like, you know, what track am I going to pick out? Um, yeah. One album in particular, which we'll touch on was like the hardest thing. Cause every single song on the album literally could have been a single. Um, and it was a nightmare. Yeah, that's a big
2: that is a hard thing. I mean, I have a lot of, um, you know, just kind of summing up my list. I mean, I have some debut records. I have some Mm -hmm. locals on here. But a lot of a lot of my listening this year, the albums that I picked really were album focused. Like, yes, the climate of music today is can be very like single heavy. But a lot of the the records that I ended up having on my list really kind of deserve or, or lend to listening as one full piece. Um, so yeah, it is, it is difficult to just kind of pick one where it's like, well, it makes a little more sense if you just yeah. kind of start in the beginning and then actually end it. But, uh, hopefully if you like what we talked about today or you, maybe you haven't checked it out, I hope you kind of dig in, listen to the record in full as it was intended for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't, I guess whoever wants to start, uh, by all means, we can get into this, uh, maybe with, uh,
1: the first album, whichever one.
0: Swindle, why don't you start us out?
1: I'm gonna start with uh Nature Morte by the band Big Brave. This is I think their seventh full length. Uh it came it was released on February 24th of this year. Uh it came out on Brill Jockey Records. Chicago label. Big Brave is from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. They are Kind of a weird band. It's like, uh, I think they're a three piece. Uh, it's ambient, kind of post-metally, uh, drony type stuff. The person like. The music itself is kind of atonal. Uh, they'll just like play a chord over and over again, and it's not even necessarily a chord progression. It's just like right. a whole song of just one chord played uh per bar or it'll be like feedback. The person's voice uh that's singing really carries the band is very kind of to me is very emotional. It's very like I I remember when
2: some of the singles were coming out for this record and um playing it again singles for this record. Uh but <laughs> nine minute long yeah exactly. Uh <laughs> the vocals were v- very powerful and like you said very dry, like a driving force of this record uh one thing too that i'll add kind of remembering that album when i listen to it and a lot of my list the the i think another piece that really stands out about it too is like just the drums are just so fucking huge and it's like yeah, rhythmically yeah.
1: very very interesting and unique that that is another thing i like uh, about the band is they'll kind of like drone on a chord but also the drummer will play one rhythm for like the whole eight minute song uh
0: it's a very tribal kind of thing like very neurosis-esque kind
1: of like the intensity of the songs reminds me of like just anxiety Mm -hmm. because a lot of times it'll just be like uh, like I said, like feedback for nine minutes with the same rhythm happening over and over again. And I'm just like, oh, this is sometimes what's happening in my brain. So like, it's nice to hear that sometimes.
0: I, I think if I remember correctly, this is a band that you suggested to me maybe earlier in the year.
1: I showed you the album Vital, I think. The That's one with it. the saw, yep. the saw blade on mm-hmm. the front. I know they've
2: done a collaboration with the body. So that yeah. that's another one, um, yeah. And I know there's like, I know they're friends with you know obviously the body I mentioned, but like thou I think is probably how I came across this band um, touring together or doing some sort of uh, music together. But uh, yeah, that's a great pick. I you know I th- this was on my list, and then I had to like scale it down, so it it didn't it didn't end up. But definitely <laughs> definitely a solid first pick.
0: You know it's uh it's wild. Cause like, I'm not normally a big fan of like big droning out things. Cause I kind of get lost um uh, and I kind of lose track of where it's at, but on some occasions that works out, like if it's done tastefully, if it's done, if, if it's meant to sound structureless, but it still has structure that makes a lot of sense. It's not just like, Hey, we're going to go out and hit a chord and let it ring out. It's not sleep's dope smoker. Like that's, that's fine. You know, it's fine. It's a fun record, but there needs to be a little bit more. Um, uh, you know, I narrowed my list down pretty severely, and uh, I had the only thing I could consider kind of adjacent to this is uh, I had a single on a record that I put on here, and uh, the record is uh, the most recent uh, Mismore record, uh, Prosaic, which is very like, I mean, it's, what is it, like an hour and some change long? It's four tracks, Um Uh, There's not really a single you could pick out on this thing, Um, but I'd say the first track that they released for the album was the one that got me really into it. Uh, I believe the first time I heard these guys was through Austin. Mm. Um, It's the album with the face that I really got into.
2: Yeah, I I can't remember the name of that record particularly, uh, but then there's like, uh, like, I think it's pronounced Karn. It's like the Stones. Yeah. Um, That record, I would like walk around Bowling Green like through the graveyard downtown and, and stuff like that and just listen to that record and it is like so good.
0: It's this record caught me kind of by surprise how much I enjoyed it. This one had a little bit more maybe uh maybe it was a little less drone on mm-hmm. this one. I think they started to really they had an EP that came out in twenty one, then they did that split with thou in twenty two that um really started to maybe hammer at home that they um maybe it had a little bit more traditional kind of song structure uh to it um and this album really got me like it's parts doom parts drone parts black metal uh it's got that kind of wild vocal style he's known for um and the track i kind of really dug was uh no place to arrive mm, which is yep. if you've got 9 20 minutes 14 minutes to spare uh or an hour and a half to spare i mean check the record out uh i did get a chance to see him this year which he's not really known for touring um but I saw him at Dark Matter in Nashville and it was that was the foggiest show I've ever been to like the <laughs> next day I couldn't talk I couldn't see from all just yeah. the smoke machines and everything but it was uh it was crazy that, that was a it's a heavy 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 fucking record uh definitely go get some sunshine after that <laughs> one but yeah, walking
1: um, around bowling green is very appropriate for listening to Miz Yeah more. absolutely um, the, the but the vocals, singles
0: yeah. I had tied to that too was a, uh, the band monolord released a single this year uh, called it's all the same. And that band is rad. Um, I was hoping they'd get a new record, but this single through relapse was second to none, just really melodic, really like makes me want to watch like hammer horror films. It's just <laughs> a lot of fun.
2: Uh, well, my record, my first pick is much shorter than both of y'all's like severely shorter. <laughs> uh <laughs> Sometimes when you release an album, and, and maybe we'll talk about this as well as we progress through our list, but when it's, sometimes if it's released early enough, maybe it gets glossed over. Maybe you forget about it just because you're doing other things. Other things get released, so maybe it gets buried. But when I heard this at the beginning of the year, it has stuck with me the entire time. And I am, of course, talking about scalps. Scalps Black Tar that was released on Closed Casket Activities. This look at, I mean, the artwork kind of speaks for itself. Like this is crazy. Um, <laughs> this is their sophomore album, if you can call it that. Maybe this will lend to discussion, but uh, this is like a twelve-minute-long sophomore album, and it is fast. It's they they call themselves uh, West Coast Death Violence. I mean, it's power violence. It's death metal. It's sludge. It's hardcore. Uh, it is like unrelenting one after the other uh it is a five piece band from southern california i i think they started almost as if like through a, like a halloween show as like a joke band uh and then we're like hey why don't we actually start a serious band and just do that and so they did and uh this was my introduction to them i know they have uh another record um that came out maybe in 2020 Uh, Both records were also produced by Taylor Young, who I'm sure will come up quite a bit on this list, or at least on mine. Taylor, of course, Dead Body, Twitching Tongues, uh, the uh, worked on... Nails. Nails, yeah. Again, something we'll probably bring up later as well. But yeah, recorded this in 2022. Um, If you like bands like Dead in the Dirt, uh, Nails, as you mentioned, Dystopia, you'll probably like this record. Yeah, I think my favorite track on the whole album is called Endless Relapse and just the way it grooves and the riff is like pummeling down on you. uh, It's great. But yeah, like I said, it's only 12 minutes long. So by the time it's over, you're like, oh, shit, like, I guess I'll start it (laughs) over again. Uh, And I don't know. I mean, I feel like the EPLP thing, maybe that's kind of changed now. I don't know what I believe so dictates what I think yeah. maybe it's more based on intent, like what is your intent in releasing an album, or like what what the artist considers right. to be a full length release obviously this this is probably my shortest pick on the whole list, but yeah, I don't know what do you guys think about that like does it matter is it does it need to be a certain length to be classified as an album
0: I don't necessarily think so um I do believe that it is probably more so the artist that's going to make that choice. You know, I know on paper like an LP is probably X amount of minutes per side of a vinyl. Uh, you know, an EP is the same way a 7-inch is whatever fits in, you know, 7-inch record. Um, but at this point it's like whichever because think of how many bands strictly release EPs, right? You know, 5-6 songs, but we just reviewed or reviewed. We just Um, did an episode on the EP that was 30 minutes long. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a split that came out in the last year that technically could be a full length record, but it's technically a split. So it's technically two EPs. Um, I mean, it it could be a list of things. Uh, I think I do like the concept of like a full length record coming out and it's 12 minutes long. Uh, Tsunami's most recent album. uh, It's like 15 minutes long, maybe. And it's just batshit insane. Um, but then I listened to some slam death band called torture that was absolutely tortured to get through because it was 73 minutes long. Um, it's like, I got, <laughs> I got like 20 minutes in and was like, I can't do this. Um, like I get it, you know, it's fun, but man, it was just, it's wild. But you know, I can listen to an album that's an hour long, as long as it's, you know, enjoyable and you can go, eh, it didn't feel like an hour. Right. So it's all relative.
1: Some music is not made to be over 15 minutes long. I love, I mean, Power, Violence, and Grind are like two of my favorite records, but I don't want to listen to 43 minutes of it. I agree with that statement. I think this
2: is perfect for 12 minutes. Um, It doesn't feel tiring. It honestly, I listened to it on repeat like multiple times just to get like, I need more of it um it is a very nihilistic negative bleak record it's bitter uh some of the the themes in general i mean it is really just kind of uh uh like what in in plainest terms is just a like a huge 12 minute judgment of mankind and the selfishness that people can have in their actions i guess so i recommend it i think it's great uh yeah
0: You brought up a good point about albums getting released early in the year. And sometimes they may just get glossed over because let's face it, I'm sure with all the research we did, there was a lot of shit that came out in 2023 and there's more shit that comes out every year. Um, But one thing I wanted to point out about that is it came out on Close Casket. Um, Close Casket, Maggot Stomp, and uh, 20 Buck Spin all do these really cool things with how they release stuff of, yeah, it may be... Maybe it's an EP, maybe it's a split, maybe it's a twelve-minute full-length record. But they do these great releases of like, "Hey, here it is. It drops at midnight. If you get it, you get it. Uh, If not, there will be a long-player release um, of it." But I, those three labels are doing a really good job of just putting out really good media uh, in the year. And you know, hey, here's a surprise release from this band that hasn't put anything out in like six years. Have fun with it. It's dropping pre-orders and the album dropped today. You know that kind of thing.
2: There was a couple albums that we'll certainly get to that kind of had some unique ways of releasing albums that I I some trends I hope kind of stick around. But uh Swindle, what's your next album? What's your next pick,
1: buddy? My next album is A New Tomorrow by Zulu. Uh this is Zulu's third release. It's their first LP. They've had two EPs before this. Uh they're from LA. Uh this album came out on March third from Flat Spot Records. Uh, they, their two EPs before this were like very, very fast kind of power violence around. Also, probably around like the ten, twelve minute uh, mark. This album they kind of slowed down, and uh, not that they're like. Sl- Playing slow, but it's not power violence, but it's a lot heavier uh It's kind of like at times they're like heavy, slow breakdowns and like beat down kind of stuff um uh, there are a lot of like lyrical themes on the album of uh black people's pain being the only thing that they can share through art and like the only thing that's paid attention to and Uh, I guess in the album, they wanted to be able to spread black joy more and uh, have something positive, I guess. I like
2: that label a lot. Uh, They released a... um, It didn't end up on my final list, but it was certainly like a hard one to let go with um, uh, Buggins' debut record, uh, Concrete Cowboys, that was released through the same label, a Chicago band that uh, people should definitely check out. Great hardcore band, but yeah, great pick. This also came up on mine as well. So I'm glad somebody brought it up.
0: Well, we want to transition to like, you know, some beat down, just fucking heavy shit that is just ignorant um, and maybe doesn't have the same semblance of, you know, being topical and being, you know, um, a commentary on some really important issues. But just being a very good representation of anger in its purest form is, uh, a record I was really happy with and a band I was really happy to see live finally which was uh the newest Sanguasugabog album uh Homicidal Ecstasy uh just a a blending of slam brutal death metal um you know hardcore um old school grind uh all sorts of shit I mean this is an album that is their first record was enjoyable uh which was called Pornographic Seizures uh, but it was like ah okay it's it's cool uh, something about the second record the catchiness was better the hooks were better um, the writing was better uh, yeah you had like tracks on the first time like dead as shit uh, and gore pig and and all that um, but uh, this album just trumps that thing and um, the the track I picked off this was called pissed I mean there are. There are great tracks like hammer smashed face, uh, beaten into submission, like just standard death metal tracks. But hearing the phrase just pissed is like, all right, this is, this is as perfect as perfect can be. It's ignorant. Uh, I mean, I saw this band essentially play like capture the flag with a football, uh, (laughs) in their pit. And I saw people doing the most ignorantly stupid things. And this was like, I went to this show this year. It was a stacked bill. It was, um, it was Bog Vomit, Fourth, Cruelty, which their album just missed this 10. I was really going to get that in there. Uh, and I think Gates to Hell played it. Um, like, this was the day before my hernia surgery, which oh, was Jesus. wild. Um, and I saw this just people beating the hell out of each other with a football on their hands, like just going through this. And I just kept pointing out like, and that's how you get a hernia by listening to this music and doing this type of shit. That's how you get a hernia. Um, But your ass wasn't doing
1: your, I ain't never seen your ass chasing a football in a pit. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: (laughs) that's fine. Like a foot, a football is just there for, for things. Um, He
2: found his corner and uh, there's some good ones. I think, I don't know if you sent me a picture this year where some some you know obviously there are like photographers at, at events and yeah. i just remember you sent me one where you're just like up against the railing at the end and you're That's just that like, show yeah was it the same one that was that show yeah it was you which hot in that venue. if people aren't familiar with the end it there is like uh <laughs> some steps up so you can kind of look down really i mean it's you're like knee height to everybody yeah. else but um i just imagine i mean the amount of times i've been at that venue and been along that railing and just looking down at the like, what the fuck is that? Like you're almost like at the Coliseum and you're just,
0: I mean, it's (laughs) yeah, it's, you know, to the lines kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but this album is a great blending of just like Austin. and I've had a joke for years, you know, it's, it's part Ooga part Booga. Like it is, it's got great caveman riffs to it, you know, very just like slow plotting kind of old school death metal sounding riffs, but it's got, you know, uh, these slam chromatic riffs in it. The vocals are illegible. They're inhuman sounding. Um, the drums are a big deal in this band. Uh, the drummer actually doesn't use a kick live. It's just a pad and triggers, and it's it's fucking hilarious. It's so good the fact that like these guys are just like, yeah, we just want it to sound this way, and why do I need to carry a kick drum if I can just get away with this? The snares are <laughs> tuned
2: way too high. They've been featured on a lot of stuff, or at least the singer has this year. Year of the Knife. Um, Oh, that was a great release. There's a couple things that I know he'll pop up on, but uh, yeah, it's a good pick. Uh, Absolutely filthy album cover. Oh, Despicable. uh, Oh, that uh, album cover is horrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Before I get into my next pick, I definitely want... I'm going to interject some... you know, Throughout this episode, I'll probably interject some EPs and splits and collapse that I really like, so my if I'm, I'm kind of moving through this chronologically on my end, um, this was really released, released in March. It's a collab with uh full of hell and primitive man suffocate hallucination talking about heavy closed casket activities. Another one for that label, uh, is very heavy, very abrasive sounding record, which is to be expected by primitive man, perhaps one of the loudest bands that I have ever seen. I got to see them this year, uh, they toured together, actually kind of in promotion for this collaboration with, uh, I think it was Fit for an Autopsy and uh, the Acacia Strain. And so they played at the Metro. I did not see that show, but I did see Full of Hell and Primitive Man on separate tours. Um, this one uh, was Primitive Man. Why? I don't understand Like, what is happening. <laughs> I God, if anyone's watching this video, I'm i i don't understand how we got to figure out how to get rid of the zoom setting i don't know what the hell happened but um i saw them live it was primitive man it was um crowbar uh stomach opened which is a great local band i'll get into a little later Body box uh body box uh that like slam like death metal band from florida um Mm -hmm. there was great but this was uh it was a, it was a fantastic show. And I also forgot earplugs. And as I often, do. every <laughs> oh, time no. I've seen primitive man, I always think before I go, like I should bring ear earplugs just to protect myself at any time. Like not even just them, just live music in general, yeah. protect your hearing. I, I always, I always fail to do that. But, uh, this record's awesome again. And a one that should certainly be listened to as one piece. um, and uh you know there's there's certainly heavy parts but there's also kind of breaks with these long atmospheric noise passages as well so yeah suffocating hallucination was a collab that i i highly recommend um my next record though is a debut from a band from uh belgium and this was a uh, kind of a surprise, like uh, this band was announced. They announced they're coming out with a, a record. I think they debuted live at Roadburn in the Netherlands. Uh, Predatory Void, Seven Keys to, Dis- to the Discomfort of Being, which is out uh, on Century Media, was released in April. Uh, this, it's like a mixture of things. It, I can't really hold this band down to one particular d- genre. It certainly got kind of black metal moments uh, mixed with sludge and death metal. Um this is this is a band that features members of several other bands: Oathbreaker, Amon Ra, uh Carnation, Living Gate, Crossbringer, Cobra, the Impaler. Um, I think that's probably how I got into it was through the Oathbreaker account. Um, that band's been on hiatus for like quite some time. Um, and the guitarist of this band who plays in both Amon Ra and Oathbreaker, I think was just writing some things that he felt did not fit in with either group. So, just started a new band and he always makes the most like interesting riffs and he, I don't know, it's it's metal, but I could feel like there's definitely influence of a little like uh kind of like like one big inspiration that I know this person has is like The Cure, and I think you can kind of hear some of that on this record as well. Um it's super heavy. Uh it's very unique. Uh the vocalist is amazing as well uh Not only does she do amazing like kind of guttural death metal vocals, but she uh there's some clean singing on this record that is uh, wonderful as well um I would love to see this band live at some point. I think that's definitely a bucket list if they ever make it here to the states they've been kind of hitting it hard in Europe and at festivals in kind of their area, so I think hopefully in twenty twenty four that is something that uh happens so predatory void seven keys to the discomfort of being definitely check it out
1: my uh Next pick is the album We're Still Here by the Hers Collective. Very fast album. Kind of power violence grind. Uh came out on Get Better Records, which I think is their like the Hers Collective's record label. Uh came out on March 24th. Uh I think Hers Collective has two LP. This is their second LP maybe, but uh Kind of like Thou, they have like a countless amount of EPs and splits and comps and you know, whatever. One with Thou, um, right? Is that yeah, 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 they did a bunch of Nirvana covers, yep, uh, together. Uh, I've seen Hers Collective, uh, really kind of randomly. Uh, one of the times I was visiting Philly, uh, to see Peyton and Wyatt, we went to the first Unitarian church. Oh, and damn. Uh, narwhal was playing so i fucking <laughs> saw narwhal in philly and uh hers collective was playing too it was really cool i can
2: just really Im- random i i can just imagine those guys like what the fuck are you doing here <laughs> that's a uh,
0: that's a legendary venue yeah I, yeah I think it's still around yep yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: uh chappy never ever remembers me <laughs> it's so it's so funny like uh when Shell played at uh Donna's like in 2020. February, oh, yeah, like, it was the last pre- show
2: that happened at uh, yeah. Rockies.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre uh, pre shutdown. down. Uh, he was like, yeah, the last time I think I played in Mulligreen, it was in the dr- the drummer of 16's house. Like and I was like, yeah, that, That's that me. was my bedroom. <laughs> I'm me. <laughs> and he was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. And then I like saw him at the end of last year and I was like, hey, man, it's really good to see you like uh i am the drummer of, of 16 like i i love every time i see your band and he's like i don't know why i can never remember <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a guy not to go too far off topic uh but there was swindle and i worked at this television station and there was this janitor who would come in like every other day or something <laughs> like that is and this uh, swindle worked at this place for years like little literal years i probably worked at this place at the time for like maybe a handful of months and this guy knew my name he knew like so much about me just because i was on the weekend shift alone he we talked for a little bit and he he never remembered who swindle was <laughs> he never remembered his name
1: well <laughs> it swindle i, I- worked i worked on the weekends too yeah uh and talk i talked to him so often perfect but he never once asked my name never and he would like there would be girls that would start there and he would know their name literally day one yes and remember it for the rest of the time they worked there but he never once asked i told him multiple times because he would ask me he was like "Ah, what's that guy's name again i'm like it's swindle he's like (laughs) or justin and i'm like yeah doesn't ring a bell Anyway, uh so this album uh is very fast. they their all their shit before was way grindier. I think uh for this album, kinda like Zulu, they played a little bit slower, but uh it's still very fast. But the songs are longer, and I think they're more like they decided to put more effort into writing songs.
2: Yeah. And, there's, and I liked it. I thought it was good. There's a fuck ton of like, I think every
1: song has like a guest. Yeah. So many, uh, like, I don't know if the people play cause hers collective, like when they play live, they mm. have a drum machine. Mm. It's only two people. It's, oh. uh, usually like a guitarist and the vocalist and the vocalist programs the drums. I, know I don't that. know if like, Cause Gouge is on the album. Yeah. I don't know uh, if Tommy, the drummer of Gouge Wade, plays drums I, I don't know on the song it may on. have been the,
2: I don't know if it was the vocalist. I can't remember. I do love she that song. Definitely,
1: yeah. She, Jessica or whatever yeah. from Gouge is does vocals. And uh, like, has, like everybody, I don't know if, sorry, go ahead. I don't know if like uh, Tyler, cause Thou is on one of the songs. Yeah. I don't know if Tyler's playing drums on that song or not. Could uh, be. Uh, it has everybody uh, like garbage, like the singer from yeah, Shirley Manson's yeah, on the joint, uh, sun Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. That's cool. It's so many. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So kind of piggybacking off something a little more grind adjacent, uh, at, uh, again, grind is kind of foreign to me, uh, because, uh, it's just not my thing. Uh, but one grind band that I love unabashedly is, uh, exhumed. Uh, Exhumed put out a fantastic EP this year that has um a couple, I think it's three new recorded songs and some live um some live recordings of those songs. Uh the EP is called Beyond, called, the EP is called Beyond the Dead. Uh it was released in August of this year. Um came out on Relapse Records. Uh this is like their umpteenth EP release. They've done splits, you name it. This band is. Really prolific, uh, having the great songwriter of Matt Harvey. Um, the I I'm probably gonna butcher the title of the song, but the track I kind of picked off this EP that just it's a perfect representation of what this band is. It has all the good things about this band, the high vocals, the low vocals with Ross Sewage, uh, the great kind of like old school terrorizer riffs, like there's some Exodus-esque stuff in there. Uh the track is called lysergicide uh, it's the opening track on it, and it is fast it is just fast and gnarly um you know i've been a fan of exhume for many many years i heard uh i believe the matter a splatter when i was like 13 and was just <laughs> completely mesmerized by it we actually austin and i got a chance to see these guys many years ago and i think we arrived after they got done yeah i was pretty uh, bummed yeah. so we never got to see them i um, had to work or something and we that, got to that's rela- exactly it was, what it was um it, it wasn't was the a carcass of- obituary noise. we missed noisome and, uh, exhumed. exhumed. Yeah. Um, that but that was just an EP I enjoyed this year. Uh, but speaking of like really, really fast shit, um, the new cryptopsy album, uh, as Gamora Burns came out on century media records, uh, in October. I love this band. We have gone over this band's, uh, classic album, none so vile in depth. Um, I think this is the first album in many, many years that they've had that kind of has some of that vibe back again. This is also their first album on a label in like a decade or something like that. They've released a couple EPs and then another full length back in like 2012. Um, This thing has everything you want in a... um, In a Cryptopsy album, it has the dizzying speeds, the hyper blasting drums, uh, the kind of like slap and pop bass that's all over it. Uh, that somehow works in this band in a brutal death metal fashion, has the gnarly vocals, but it also has the um, anxiety-ridden like song structures that this band is known for in the time signature splits. Um, this is a really great, just nasty-sounding record. Uh, the track I picked is another like tongue twister. Uh, I believe it is called, oh God, less lascivious undivine it's the opening track and it like it kicks in and there's all these like jarring kind of grind guitar parts in there um you know it's like a 32 minute long record which is there's there's probably an hour and a half's worth of actual musicality in that song because it's just so nasty and technical um sorry um the album came out a nuclear blast record it's not century media they were signed to century media beforehand uh shout out Century Media for signing a lot of really good bands and putting out really good records for the last few years. Um but new cryptopsy, um, I mean you can listen to this like while you have your coffee in the morning. Uh it's it's loud, it's fast, it's it's intense, it doesn't let up. There's not a soft spot on it. It's not like a baby's head. <laughs>
1: I was I was gonna ask if uh the basis, the new basis of this band slaps, but I didn't mean. The style
0: of playing. He's good. I he's meant. really like, good. He, uh he's yeah. also in another one of my albums that I'll touch on in a minute. He he's he pulling double duty in a couple of really big popular bands.
2: My next record is a black metal record. Um black metal can be kind of hit or miss for me. Uh I like when it is done well. I
0: and not hateful.
2: Yes. Also that uh get get the racism out of my black metal. Uh it's Fucking stupid. um
0: You got a couple good black metal picks this year, which that is were like, yeah, were um, really good fucking records.
2: Yeah, and I think the main thing with, uh, at least for sure, the next couple I'll talk about, uh, but this first one kind of leading things off, is that they're just unique. They're doing something different. Mm-hmm. I like. I don't get me wrong. I love a record like krieg's ruiner is like just straight yeah. ahead, no bullshit black metal. Yep. Love that record. Um, this was like certainly had more traditional black metal elements with unique twists um i'm of course talking about black braid which is not a band that I, band that i really knew prior to this record i i have since gone and looked at the debut but black braid 2 came out uh independently back in july this is the sophomore album as i mentioned uh it is a solo indigenous black metal project uh i think kind of based out of like the like northeastern kind of like upstate new york kind of thing mm-hmm. um uh i think the uh the project is kind of uh headed by uh skagosawa and again i pro- apologize if i have mispronounced that incorrectly but uh john s Krieger um just making some of the most unique black metal out there i've seen this come on a few end of the year lists. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I mentioned, it is very abrasive and it it features a lot of more traditional black metal elements. But then there's also some more traditional indigenous kind of instrumentation on this record too. Yep. Um, there's some flutes. There's uh, some kind of uh, rhythmic uh, like aspects of this record that I would feel kind of lend to a more um, indigenous perspective. So this was a really great listen. I loved it. I think people should certainly check it out, especially an artist who is doing things kind of on their own independently and writing in that way. Um, They were on the Decibel Magazine tour from this year as well. So awesome. Great. It was like Cattle Decapitation, Dark Funeral, Black Braid, and maybe one other one that I'm kind of missing. 200 stab
0: ones yes so 200 stab wounds. uh
2: black braid uh, uh just a tremendous release this year black braid that is two. a
0: massive sounding record that for somebody who did that independently that is a mass it sounds it like sounds, a major label record. it sounds incredible
2: with especially um, with all of the things going on yes. like I said with you know obviously you will, will certainly record electric instruments one way but yeah. then to do some acoustic stuff even some of like the you know they're like uh it's almost like a Foley artist was on set kind yeah. of doing this with like there's walking and it, like it feels like somebody's like walking through like gravel or like, you know, the woods or something like it's it's a really interesting and unique record. It's record. uh it, it's
0: when you look at the runtime of it, it seems like it's a little long. It's about an hour and some change long. But once you listen to it, it doesn't feel that way. Um It definitely it now that is definitely an album you have to listen to in one sitting. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to pick this track because the, what I noticed is how all the tracks kind of blend into the next one and how it flows. I was I put off listening to that record for a while, not for any reason other than like I got to listen to a few other things first. And when I finally got to it, I was really, really satisfied with how good that record is.
1: Uh, my next. Release is MS Paints Post-American. Uh, MS Paints from Hattiesburg, Virginia. This is their uh first LP. They had an EP before this. Uh came out was released by Convulse Records on March 10th. Uh I actually this was I didn't go to very many shows this year. Uh I think like 3 or 4. Uh one of them was the Soul Glow and MS Paint tour and it was cool. Uh MS Paint is a punk band, um but there's no guitar, I think. There's just a uh, keyboard synthesizer, and the drummer also uses some like drum pad stuff, electronic drums, maybe a little bit. Um, most of the lyrics are a little bit pol- political, but also very positive. Uh, this is what actually like one of my f- absolute favorite records of the year. Nice. Yeah, I think uh, what is like Ian Shelton of Military Gun
2: Regional Justice Center and Taylor Young both kind of co-produced this record. Um, This is a good one. Yeah, they came through Chicago. I I was unfortunately out of town, so I missed it. But um, I like it. I like the like the big
0: Taylor's uh, Taylor Young's had his hands on a lot of interesting records in the last couple of years. I think he did the most recent Suicide Silence record, which is just kind of completely bonkers to think about. Um, you know, hopefully they get the studio situation figured out because I know they had to move the original pit recordings. Uh, but there's so many bands that have recorded there that are, uh, tied into a lot of large labels now, you know, um, isn't uh, military gun has like, you know, succeeded like a turnstile esque way. Um, Yeah, they're getting they're on their way. I mean, they signed to a really great label.
2: Um, Yeah, they put out a big record for them. And uh, yeah, we'll see where that
1: goes. But I uh, was on Spotify yesterday. And if you like go to your search page, they have those like real looking like R.E.E.L. videos. Uh, And one of them was like hashtag power pop. And it was Fucking military that's guy. wild. <laughs> and i was i was just like uh wait what
0: well it's uh it's not punk uh it's not even hardcore but it's definitely not your pappy's death metal um i've been looking forward to this album for a few years this was a band i got into at the beginning of the pandemic uh I'm talking about the new afterbirth record uh in not of this thing is wild um You know, this band's known as being like a slam death band or a brutal death metal band, but there is so much more to this band than meets the eye. Um, This is a fantastic release. Uh, It came out on Willowtip Records. I believe it released in October, so it's a little bit later in the year. Uh, Something about September, October, November for death metal this year was fucking insane. There was so, like you were just getting hit with a brick every second. Um, And I mean like a, a cinder block brick. It wasn't just one of those little red pansy things. Um, It was absolutely just madness. Uh, This album was from the artwork that was that dropped a few months before up to the first like the first single was more of a straight forward song. Uh, I think it's the day. I think it was the opening track. Um, But then the second single that was released was this weird like drum and bass and like ambient sounding track yeah it was like hovering
2: head drones yes drones uh yeah that wild it It had like these
0: police-esque like um chords and these you know cure-esque sounds going on into it um this is this is if you listen take this album at face value yes it's a brutal death metal record but if you really hone in and listen to it like there's so many lush sounds going on into it and it kind of goes off into like this interdimensional kind of sound um fantastic if you've got an open ear for like and an open ear and an open mind for death metal and it it, you know it's not all just going to be you know immolation it's not all just going to be you know cannibal corpse those are great bands but you got to have a little bit of experimentation uh for this stuff to keep going um fantastic record check out their other records as well um I I couldn't. This is absolutely in my top five records of the year for sure. Uh, this is a fantastic, fantastic record. Uh, the song I had to pick like the most difficult pronounced song title as my song pick for this. It is uh, and I love it. It's Viva Sected Psychopomp. Is I mean, it's great. Uh, this is definitely one of those albums that when I listened to it, I was looking at the artwork the entire time and just like getting fully engrossed in it. Because it is um, hopefully 2024. I know this band doesn't play out much. They typically play up in the upstate New York and New York area. Uh, I would love to see these guys in like a one-off show somewhere. Uh, also, uh, Big Will Will Smith is the vocalist of this band, uh, formerly of uh, Artificial Brain, who I did get to see this year without Will in it. I believe the vocalist is now uh, the vocalist of Artificial Brain is one of the members of Inter Arma. I think, oh, wow. which is a weird tie in there. But uh, talk about a band that's got a lot of different sounds to their album. Um, you know, sludge, there's a little bit of sludge in this. There's kind of New York death metal in this. There's some like, you know, deftones s guitar sounds in this. It's, it's, it's a wash. It definitely is, but it's a great record.
2: Going off of another death metal release, uh, an EP, before I get into my album pick, this was kind of rooted in uh, old school death metal, which I know people have kind of said for uh, a lot of the, the at, at many points this year that they're kind of tired of this trend. This is an album that uh, or an EP rather that I felt was um, it just kind of stood out when I heard it. The riffs very ooga booga. Uh, it's very the vocals are kind of cavernous with the reverb that is applied to it, which is great. All the way up. The, the EP is titled. Cavern of Inoculated Cognition by a band called Spinebreaker. Um, this is a band that features current and former members of Tsunami, Gulch, Upon Stone. Uh, it was released on Creator Destructor Records. Um, this is a fun listen. It's it's quick. You know, it's a handful of songs. I was not familiar with this band before. I think this is their sophomore EP, so they have a few other uh, releases out there. But just a really fun, just brutal, heavy record. Uh, lots of great riffs with groove and kind of little guitar accents with like, you know, uh, you know, dive bombs and all the squeals and the f- whittily doos that you could expect out of a band like this. Uh, Definitely check it out. Spinebreaker Cavern of Inoculated
0: Cognition. Can I, can I say something on that record? Yeah, please I love the fact that that was a record that came out. Oh, uh, this past or this year, but you also got a album from the band torture rack this year. So yeah. like very wrestling adjacent terms there, and yeah. I love it. You know, Lex Luger and you got I mean I know it's like it's spinebuster is the move, but just very I love this trend of like death metal adjacent bands somehow naming themselves after like wrestling moves. It's yeah. it's hilarious. But Whether in the best way possible. Intentional all, or not, it's great. Yeah, it's 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 all part of like I get it. I get the bit, like they're working us.
2: Uh, My main pick, though, is uh, a band by the name of Agriculture, their debut record, self-titled record that uh, dropped on the Flenser uh, back in July. This is a band based out of Los Angeles. And again, it is black metal for sure. However, it is so many other things. Uh, There is kind of uh, instrumentation or instruments that you wouldn't typically find on a record like this. I, I think the album kind of starts out with like lap steel. Uh, There's saxophone that kind of picks up at times on this record, but then there's like blast beats and you know, it's I I've seen a lot of people review when they reviewed this record, call it like uplifting and maybe, you know, it's, it's kind of like akin to death heaven. It's not exactly like a, it's not a death heaven ripoff. It's their own thing for sure. But maybe it's like the major chord kind of progressions that they use on this thing. It just makes it sound a little more, Cheery, if you could call it that. But it is heavy. It is like definitely a black metal record. Uh there's one p- part I remember I was listening to. Uh there's like a kind of in- maybe an intermission part called the Well, um, that almost sounds kind of like an emo indie break. It's just vocals and the guitar. It almost kind of reminded me of like Songs Ohio, like a Jason Molina thing with like electric guitar in the middle of it. And then it just kicks right back into just super fast, you know, uh tremolo black metal picking, but uh, really cool. Uh, definitely kind of a, an eclectic band. Maybe, maybe you could like relate them to uh panopticon or wolves in the throne room, just again, by doing things a little differently, including instrumentation that you don't normally hear on records like this. So, uh, agriculture, the self-titled record is out now on the Flenser. Uh definitely a, a highlight for me this year.
0: Great record. Um, definitely one like you suggested to me and like I completely fell in love with. That is a great record. They definitely have the um, it, there's a vibe that is very akin to deaf heaven. I think that's going to be the comparison, but they have something a little bit different about them that separates them from that. Uh, I feel like maybe they're a little bit more to the point with their songs. Okay. Yeah. Um, with that, at least to me, because it's a quick listen and yeah, it's only like it, 30 minutes or so. Yeah. And it's like, OK, this can be done in that time frame and it still feel, has the same vibe to it. And right. I thoroughly enjoyed this album, like bought it right after the first listen.
1: My next pick, uh, friend of the show, friends of the show, former guest. Uh, Fairy Ring, the album Weary Traveler. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Released on King Volume Records on, in April. Uh, this was their second LP, right? Yep. Uh from Evansville, Indiana. I think this is kind of just regular old metal, but maybe uh maybe a little stoner. It's definitely Black Sabbathy a little bit. Uh One thing one thing I thought was hilarious when I like went back and listened to this uh right before like preparing to do the show. I was just like, they're really the Kings of the bridge riff. <laughs> like my yeah. favorite riffs of all the, so like the, not that any of the rest of the, not that the chorus riffs or the, the the verse riffs were bad, but all the riffs that I fucking love on every song are like post second chorus. Yeah. Like the bridge riff was always the, the King.
2: That's and then the, when it, uh that's the oh, mosh sorry. spot, man. Yeah. <laughs> They, I love um I don't know I can't remember if it's the title track or if it's um uh, uh damn it or like silver uh, man in the sky. It's, it's is, the track swindle pick. Silver Man in the Sky. Silver Man in the Sky. I, I don't yeah. know if it's I don't know if it's the title track or Silver Man in the Sky, but there's like a point after the bridge. They always just like when I would listen to the album and you'd have this wild bridge part, and then the way it just kind of lands exactly back where you started is like on a dime and it's so great. Um, oh, yeah. Love James. Love Alex. Uh, that band is so good. Uh, I think kind of getting into the studio with maybe, uh, you know, obviously there's like a member of Coven, Alex Kirchhoff, I believe uh, when they, you know, kind of entered to like a more professional studio. Uh, you know, I think certainly the debut is great. And but I think this that definitely elevated them like, yeah, just this a whole other level.
0: This yeah. album definitely has more. Textures and more influence to it for sure. Um, I it sounds like a live band, it sounds like a band that's been in the practice room for hours upon hours upon hours. Um, I know as we know, it was all tracked, you know, old school. Yep. Um, and you can definitely feel that, you can definitely tell that. Um, I did get to see them at Tidball's back in, I believe, August. Uh, it was, yeah, it was August. Uh, and it was decimating. Um it was absolutely just you could feel the air being pushed out of those those amps. It was just one of the wildest things. <laughs> every time any band
2: they've ever been in has just always been the loudest band on the bill. Yeah. Yeah. It was like every time.
1: That they were actually uh one one of the three or four shows I went to this year was uh, Paul pallbearer and uh <laughs> Fairy, Fairy ring up here in Louisville. Really? I didn't realize they yeah, opened yeah. for Paul Bear. That's rad.
0: Yeah. I mean uh, that is that is something. <laughs> Paul Bear is loud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I guess piggybacking off of that, um, you know, I we've kind of been talking a little bit about black metal in this, and I was actually surprised you had a couple picks uh for black metal, and I've got I've got a couple myself, and there were some really good black metal releases this year. Um and some that kind of came out of nowhere that, you know, you wouldn't really think were going to be released. And um, it was a really hard blending of what albums I wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, this is actually an album you mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, and I picked it because it was really straightforward. Um, which is the most recent Krieg album, uh, Ruiner, uh, which came out in October. Um, obviously we had Neil on, had a great conversation with yep. him. Um this is uh this is a really really good solid just black metal release. It came out on Profound Lore, uh probably one of the larger labels he's dealt with uh with this release. Is the artwork is very um attractive because it is it's a white cover. It's just got some tat it's got a tattoo design on it. Uh but this is just a very straightforward fun uh just primal sounding black metal record with kind of their vibe. There's some punk rock vibes on this. Um, so maybe early second wave black metal stuff on here. Um, just really, really fun record. I really can't say anything other than that. Um, you know, it it came, it, this was a release this year. Uh, the newest release from the band, Whoa, came out this year. That was a, a little bit more bombastic in sound than this one. Uh, the track I picked uh, that is definitely a standout track for me is No Gardens Grow Here. Um, yeah. that, is, that riff
2: is man, so good. The, the whole riff.
0: melodic feel and that melodic kind of lead and that song is something like this could have been a folk song written by any other artist. It could have been a folk track. Uh, Neil's got a pretty recognizable voice when it comes to American black metal. Um, and it's very, just there's a rasp to it, but there's also this like, um i don't want to say depraved because that's not it uh but this very like on the edge of a cliff kind of feeling to his voice that is re- what really sticks out to me with black metal like really good well done black metal has that kind of um desperation to it uh that i really like and it uh to me good black metal puts you in kind of a weird mood um you know i read a quote many years ago That said, if you're listening to black metal, you're probably not happy all the time. (laughs) And I went, hey, fair, fair. And this album, but this album makes me happy. Um, It's a good record. Uh, It's quick listen as well for those that, you know, just want to like dive in a little bit. Uh, This would be a good record for anybody that's never really listened to black metal that maybe wants to avoid a lot of the the dirty stuff about black metal. You could give them this and go, hey, this is kind of a good starting point for anything.
2: Yeah, this is good. Uh, It was on my much larger list, and uh, I'm glad somebody brought that up because it definitely, you know, obviously there was like a 10-year, almost a 10-year gap between this and the last record. Uh, So I'm glad they're back. I'm glad they're playing some shows again. They're going to be up here in uh, April. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, My next record is on the more traditional side of things. Another former guest of the show to kind of go on with that trend uh, this is perhaps their most realized record to date. You are kidding. This, this is this band's fifth record. It was released on Century Media back in August. Um, band is based out of Austin, Texas. Uh, Spirit Adrift, their new record, Ghost of the Gallows, is out now. You know, I don't I don't believe the record hadn't come out by the time we had interviewed Nate earlier this year. Definitely a highlight for us. This is definitely someone we had on our like bucket list of who do we want to talk to? And, you know, we kind of get a little backstory on the record. When it actually dropped, man, I don't like every song. And I think he kind of mentioned this in the interview. He um, he 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 mentioned in the interview that uh, he basically sought to not have like bad like there was there was every part had to make sense. Every yeah, there's there no could filler on no, this record. Yes. Um, so. I just even from the beginning track the the track that really st- stuck out to me. The whole record's great, but "Give Her to the River." He basically wrote his like battery yep. intro, like
1: it's there.
2: It, I mean, it's there. It like it gives the same <laughs> vibe, but like it is so explosive. And the guitar tone on this record's incredible. Uh, Nate's vocals are great. Uh, I mean, that's, he has also
0: that's that's something you mentioned in our interview with him is that he with each record that he does his vocal performance just gets that much more um realized uh it becomes that much more and he has he has ended up as a really really good vocalist um you know it fits the music it doesn't seem like it's the music's here and it's way up here he's consciously thinking about all of this stuff as he's crafting these tracks uh the lyrics make sense the music makes sense this this feels like an old school record. Here's the A side, here's how the B side ends. Um this was a hard record to like pick any particular track out because like I said earlier, every single song on here could have been a single. If this album was released, you know, in the late 70s, uh this thing would have been a fucking smash of a record. Um this is a this is my like this is my number three record of the year. There's no question. So you have uh, this
2: on your list as well. Oh my
0: yeah, this is on okay. my list. That's why I'm gotcha. like really digging into it. I know we it. would have like some. This is the this to... is the one comparison we have. Uh you picked the opening track. Funny enough, I picked the closing track. Interesting. Um, okay. This was the reason I picked the closing track is Nate has in it's through his podcast, uh, which is uh, Big Riff Energy. Um he went through kind of the earlier portion of that where he's talking about like listening to like old school and flames and that album by that band master uh, that came out uh, and some of the old Gothenburg stuff. And like that track sounds like those Gothenburg songs. And that's the first time I'd ever heard him truthfully do that. Or at least maybe it's the first time I realized it. Uh, I mean, God, there's some tracks on here um, that are just bombastic at just, I mean, how how, like this is a record I could give to anybody and be like, this is what modern metal sounds like. There were people I
2: recommended this record to when it came out who do not like said verbatim to me that they don't they didn't like Spirit of Drift or they don't like uh, metal in this style. And they were like, I have not been able to get some of these riffs out of my head. It's so
0: Give uh, it me fucking so- chills to this point. Like, yeah, I, I went back and kind of touched on the album a little bit before the episode today. I was like, Oh my God. Like how is, and again, it's a fantastic record. Obviously I think, I think the band's taking a little bit of a break right now. Um, you know, he's been busy doing some other things. I know they have some shows coming up with green lung, which he had alluded to in our, our podcast. Um, and they've got a couple shows in Arkansas. They're going to play pretty soon too. Again. um, this band deserves all the praise, all the attention that they get. Uh, I have been championing this band since you and I got a chance to see them in Nashville off their first record or their second record, uh, first for Twenty Bucks Spin. Um, you know, I, I didn't mean to kind of take over this spot on this record, but this is such a big fucking record for me this year.
2: No, I'm glad we both we both uh, picked it, and uh, you know, Nate and Tom uh, Draper, who of course yep. used to play in Carcass. Oh Marcus, God, they're just going back and forth there's Uh, some
0: wild classic rock shit on here just like leonard skinner just it's precise it's it's just
2: yeah yeah. very great guitar record uh definitely check it out ghost at the gallows yes uh uh, definitely definitely up there uh since i guess both of us had a
1: pick uh swindle uh, what is your next record uh my next record is the album locked in time by restraining order from uh released by Triple B Records restraining orders from Boston carrying on a long tradition of hardcore punk from Boston uh this album is pretty short cuz it's punk uh it's not super heavy super tough guy riffs a lot of it uh is kind of like open chord punk a little bit a lot of ringing jangly uh chords and um it reminds me actually a lot of uh kind of like ro rohernt park era oh yeah ceremony yeah it's pissed off uh
0: really good fun punk rock um so before i i kind of dig into my next pick um i wanted to talk about a uh a split that came out this year uh it was a big deal uh 20 bucks spin, releasing some of the best records out there and like modern heavy music. Uh, You know, I, I, that label has championed like this old school death metal sound, but also found bands that are like pushing the envelope with it. Um, You know, I don't, I don't know if this is a full length. I don't know if it's a split. Uh, It definitely feels more like a split to me because you have two separate artists releasing what they would consider an EP, but the dream unending worm split that came out this year star path, hell of a record. Uh, it was released in one of the coolest ways possible. It was just like, here's the record, here's the pre-orders, get it. It's already out. Um, I can't really pick one song off of it because it's all good. And depending upon the day, I may prefer one over the other. Uh, I can say that worm is one of the most prolific, weird artists, uh, with some of the kind of strangest guitar sounds and, and just like, but it fits in. Um, you know, it fits with what they're doing, and Dream Unending has actually become more of a favorite to me than even some of the Tumult stuff. Um, you know, uh, I believe his name's Derek, right? Uh, that dude's that dude's got his hands all over so much. Um, the dude is a, a riff meister. I mean, he played on the most recent Outer Heaven record. That he played bass, played fretless bass on that thing as a guest. And that almost made this list as well to talk about today. But, like, that dude's got his hands all over so much.
2: Yeah. This was uh, actually one of my picks for EPs as well. I thought this was, uh, again, just a great surprise because I loved even last year when both of these bands put out releases. You know, uh, Dream Unending put out a record, uh, Worm put out. Um, uh, Blue Nothing was uh, the Worm record, and then the uh, songs of is it Songs of Salvation? Uh, the Dream Monday, I think that might be one of the songs on the it's record. It's
0: wild, whatever it is. I remember yeah, it, yeah,
2: that was amazing. And it so, it looks like yeah. a
0: Dune book cover. It, yeah, these guys are some nerds, that's for sure. Hey, Good nerds, bring it on. <laughs> uh, but the full length I wanted to bring on is, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and kind of dig into probably the last release that really got me this year. Um, Again, it's a black metal release. Uh, the most recent Lamp of Murmur album. Um, I happened to see the artwork for this through a uh, Twitter follow uh, that I, you know, that I follow uh, or an X follow. Um, it's a guy named uh, New Millennium Cyanide Kep is his uh, is his handle. But like he posts all this really great new music. And I saw that album cover and went, OK, this is like some Genesis, you know, end of the world shit. I you know, or revelations into the world shit. Uh, I got to check this out and man, was I surprised this isn't just like misanthropic black metal. This isn't like depressing black metal. This, this has riffs all over it. This is almost like a mortal esque stuff. Uh, the vocals are a little bit different. Like no one can repeat Abbott. um, This is a very, very fun, quick listen. Um, I even like look this band up just to make sure like, God, I really like this band. I hope they don't suck as people. And like, (laughs) they're completely anti that. They're actually on like these forums of like, you know, good people. And it's 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 really it's really fun, especially with all the stuff that Vice just leaked about all these black metal artists. Oh, yeah. Um, Wild. But uh, this record is absolutely astonishing. Uh, it came out on Argento Records. Uh, I haven't actually found a copy of it yet. I'm hoping that once we make a, a certain trip up north, uh, I might be able to find a copy. Um, but the song I picked is uh, Conqueror Beyond the Frenzied, Frenzied Fog. It's the opening track of the release. It sets the whole tone of the record. It's fun. Um I mean, I was even the guitar tone is very similar to the the Abbott records, uh, the Abbott records and the immortal records. Like it's that kind of frosty um, kind of fried sounding guitar tone. And it just immediately sunk it in. It's like, God, this isn't just Immortal worship. This is just a really good, like old school sounding black metal record um, was really I i wasn't expecting to find another album I loved as much as I did this one and in like December this album came out in March. Somehow it just completely went over my head. Great record.
2: Uh my next uh, record that I picked we kind of touched on a little bit earlier. Uh the new Two Mold record, The Enduring Spirit, uh which is out now through 20 Bucks Spin. Uh, this is their fourth album, the fourth uh or their follow-up rather to uh Planetary Clairvoyance which came out in 2019. Uh Toronto-based three-piece. Uh, I had missed these guys. I felt like so much, you know, through lockdown and uh, this pandemic and everything. And uh, you know, obviously, Derek, as we mentioned, is very busy in a lot of different things. We saw him record with Outer Heaven. Uh, we saw, obviously, Starpath came out. Dream Unending was a new project. Um, you know, so it's just been very busy. But I've been like craving. You know, Tumult, they released like a three song EP at one point that I got on cassette. And then this record kind of gets announced in a similar way to Starpath did where they they're like, hey, in a week time, in a week's time, you're going to be able to pre-order this record and it comes out on the same day. Uh, Here you go. And it was awesome. It was so great. Like, oh, I just have to get through the week and then Friday I'll be able to listen to this record. And it uh, did not disappoint. This is a band that while has like roots in the like kind of old school death metal thing is very technical. Uh, These guys just are lovers of music. I feel like they listen to a lot of different things and I feel like that kind of makes its way into this album. Uh, You know, there's like, it's like a, like a jazz band just decided to play technical death metal. Uh,
0: It's very cynic esque in, in a sense with that
2: very progressive. Yep. I think with the start of his other project dream on ending, you will find some influence from that project, finding its way into this new tumult record with kind of these like sparse kind of atmospheric parts, which kind of give like players room to really showcase their skills. Like you just kind of, we mentioned earlier with like big brave where you almost have like these long sustaining parts where somebody is doing something over it and it's wicked. Um, another fretless bass on the here. Definitely clearly in the mix. Awesome record. It's,
0: it's wild on this record too, because Banner of infinite forms and planetary clairvoyance, which are the prior two records are very like aggressive, very intense, like almost incantation, like immolation esque death metal, very like low tuned, kind of like riff centric. And not to say this thing doesn't have riffs, but this is definitely a far more, um, realized vision. Maybe, uh, there was a little bit more thought into it. It's definitely more melodic in a sense has a lot more of that kind of like symbolic era death, uh, kind of harmony vibe to it. Um, definitely on that. This is, this is on my bigger, you know, uh, list that I had for sure. Uh, I knew one of us would pick this record to talk about. And, uh, I'll say this, there were a lot of upset people when he showed up in shorts on that Decibel album cover, or that yeah, Decibel magazine like, cover. Hilarious. It's
2: 2023. What the fuck are we talking Like, really? Hey That's man. the thing? Twitter? I mean, I don't yeah. know. I sound like a dumb
0: idiot, but... It's it's fun. Yeah. Wear your short, wear shorts, wear, man. It's cool. Yeah, Shit it's, gets hot. It's comfortable. Yeah.
1: Balls was hot. Balls was
0: hot. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wear, wear shorts if you want to wear shorts.
0: Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> absolutely... Just to see the world melt down over like... A dude dressing like a fan of music was hilarious.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. It's the same thing with like you know. I'm sure like uh, true, uh, you know, uh, you know. Uh, I'm I'm sure um, it's all there. Like these kind of like old head kind of. Well, it has to be this way. You're supposed like I I'm sure when that agriculture record came out, there was like a ton of just like out of touch weirdos who complained about. That record having a lap steel on it, or some stupid bullshit like that. But yeah, listen to mold. Wear shorts, uh, they breathe. Uh, Swindle, who is a long champion of comfortable clothes as well as shorts. What is your next record?
1: <laughs> uh, my next record is Stone by Baroness. Hell yeah! Uh, their seventh, sixth full length. Sludge rock metal stalwarts from Savannah, Georgia. Uh, f- kind of friend of a show that Austin <laughs> didn't he, like call in to one of your shows oh, earlier.
2: Yeah, so we did. I do another show on the radio, uh, called Music Telephone, where I connect artists through like the album liner notes. And you know, I'll do a little research and just see, you know, who what what inspired these bands. He had mentioned that there he's like a big fan of sonic youth and uh that was like his first concert so i'm like all right i'll do that i'll connect him that way and i made the post he like commented on it and then he literally as like the show started i guess him and gina were both listening to it and he like called into the the station and i talked to him a little bit on air on and off air a little bit and just kind of talking about music and and kind of coming up through that so it was like yeah random you know, here's like this Philadelphia number calling in. I'm like, oh, uh, hi, Mister, <laughs> hi, Mister, hi, Mr. John dude. John Baisley. Um, yeah, that was a really cool moment from this year for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, what a this I think this uh was kind of like a return to maybe a little bit heavier Baroness. Yep, uh, I agree. Uh, the like when I guess it's the second song technically. Uh, when it starts in with the first song, that first riff in uh uh last word, which was I think the first single, uh, it goes hard. It's fast and it's a killer riff and everybody's doing their thing. Uh the drummer and baroness, the drummer and bassist. That rhythm baroness section is tight. Always on point and they continue to be on point. And Gina Solos, She fucking shreds, uh on some cert day solay shit, yeah. right, Ready for some? Uh,
0: ready to hear her on those new Escuela Grind tracks yeah, I'm coming out. Into
1: that a little later for sure. Yeah, yeah and and uh, they do their dueling guitars as Baroness has always done. Sludge metal, Almond uh, Brothers, fucking thin, lazy shit all over it. Just a good, good record by Baroness.
0: I agree that this is this definitely feels like a return to maybe those sludgier roots. Um, I've enjoyed every single Baroness album, but I, I think you've mentioned this in episodes before. You always kind of go back to the ones you heard first. Right. And the, I think yours is the red album and then mine's the blue record. So this is like, this is the closest thing to like that era I've heard in a long time. This band's got really cool stuff throughout that period, but this just hit at the right time. The artwork's fantastic as always always Uh, yeah never been a bad piece of artwork from this band it's almost worth just owning the band's catalog for that artwork
2: i don't know how that guy is like also so good at writing the music that he does Mm -hmm. and then also can produce artwork like that like and i mean obviously he's done stuff for what is it black tusk and darkest hour oh yeah different bands
1: so so cool he's his voice also he's got a cool voice i love his singing voice absolutely
0: um the track on the blue record that really made me point out his voice was still that sleeps the eye, um, which is just like great, great. And it's like, I'm so glad he, he took that and was like, you know, screaming's fine. It fits in, but like, I kind of want to go more this route. And I'm so glad he did. Uh, it definitely fits their Their music is fully realized. I think at this point, you know, seven albums deep. Of course it is.
1: He, he has a really weird, not weird. He has a really good way. It seems like he is yelling, but he's also yelling in key. Oh, it's pitched. Absolutely. But he's like definitely not uh, holding back. No, he's like going hard when he is
0: singing. That's that's like Hetfield, 88, 89. Like it's it's that thing that like screaming and pitch thing that is just kind of more. It's more akin to singing. Like, I don't know how he sustains it. That is some wild, wild shit. Uh, Great record. Nearly hit my like ten to talk about today. Yeah. Um, I've. I mean, we're we're kind of narrowing it down. Um, yeah, getting there. Yeah, we're we're getting there. Uh, so before I I have one more EP before I dig into this next record because all the last three are like you know really aggressive records. Um, but I want to shout out one of probably my favorite EP of the year is uh, Arkansas band Fleshbound. Um. They released an EP over the summer called wounded uh, It's self-released. It came out in June. Um, really, really brutal and bombastic um, technical death core from Arkansas that doesn't rely heavily on breakdowns. Uh, there's a lot of riffs, a lot of really fast syncopated shit in there really well produced uh, as well. Um, you know, I'm looking forward for uh, more of this band, maybe in 2024. Um they just released a cover of Whitechapel's uh, Prosthetic Fluid Asphyxiation, which is on their first record. Um, you know, I have been a fan of this guy's playing and writing since he was in a band called Abba like 10 years ago. Um, the first Fleshbound EP really piqued my interest because it's got traditional Southern instruments on it. It's got like banjo, it's got like mandolin in it. Um, this is just really fun. Really good listen. You know, it shows that there are bands in Arkansas that can not not only bring like traditional sounding metal, uh, but also can bring like, you know, uh, the slams uh, per se. Um, The track off this record to really, I think, really culminates on this EP is uh, The Night Engulfs Our Hearts in Flames, which sounds like an old in flames track to me. Uh, This is a really cool EP. Uh, Dakota, get on that new shit. I know you're busy. Um, but to lead into this, uh, I want to go with probably one of the most aggressive sounding records I've heard this year, uh, new suffocation. Uh, I love this band. Um, like, like no end. Uh, I was in a band in Arkansas and one of the last shows I ever played was opening for suffocation before I moved. Really? Like in like 08.
2: Yeah. Wow. Um, I didn't realize that. We'd know you'd never said that to me.
0: I've before. I've never I know I've mentioned it to Swindle a couple of times. Maybe I haven't. I've I've got the poster around here somewhere. That's red. Um <laughs> but yeah, it was a they it was Suffocation, Whitechapel, God Almighty, Psychroptic, uh, a bunch of other bands too. Uh, Decrepit Birth oh. were on there as well. Jeez. Um, but this record's the first record without Frank Mullen. Uh you know, the, I've shown you the videos of like him drunk on that boat singing like Frank Sinatra tunes in like death metal growls, like in jeans and everything, doing the chops that he does, Jeez. which is like amazing. He's a showman. Um, they're all from New York. Uh, I mean, and you can hear it. Uh, these are the originators of like New York death metal. Uh, they're the originator of the slam in the song Legion of Inveracity off of Effigy of the Forgotten. Uh, but the album I'm talking about is uh, Hymns of Apocryphia. Um, what a fucking record. Uh, they've got Ricky Myers on vocalist or vocals, who is the drummer of, uh, formerly drummer of disgorge from, uh, California. Um, he sounds amazing. Uh, I think there was a lot of doubt about what he could do, uh, replacing the original vocalist, longtime vocalist and a very charismatic vocalist at that. Um, and he's, done so good. This is one of the first suffocation records that I've heard with production that matches the quality of the music. Like the production for this band's always felt a little off to me. Uh, it's a modern production without sounding overly produced. Like everything's just nasty sounding on this The Derek Boyer's bass playing's up front in the mix. Uh, Terrence Hobbs, uh, one of the riffmeisters of like death metal. The dude knows what he's doing. um, I mean, this is a fucking vicious sounding record. I have done a lot of exercise and walks to this record, and it's just like there is there's no tree safe with me outbreak without me breaking a limb off of it to this record. Like going just jogging down the sidewalk and these poor kids playing basketball. And I'm just like, God damn it. What is wrong with you kids? Shave that mullet. Like this is just God, what is going on in my head? Um fantastic That's very album. Portland of you. What's that?
1: That's that's very Portland, just <laughs> running running down the street with a stick in your hand,
0: chasing kids. I mean Tennessee, Portland, Tennessee. It, yeah, it, it, no, that's that's Arkansas oh, coming yeah, out. Yeah. That's Arkansas. Um, but Portland, Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is their ninth album, by the way. This came out in November, um, and released on Nuclear Blast Records. Uh, this is my favorite record they've done since their self-titled album in 06. Um. And God Almighty Christ, what a what a fucking record! Uh, "Delusions of Mortality" is the song I picked. Everything in that song is representative of what suffocation is. Kids, deathcore would not exist without suffocation. Take that for positive or negative, I don't care. But like, it wouldn't exist without suffocation.
2: My next record is a local band uh, that I had the opportunity to see for their release show this year. Uh, what a time that was! Uh, it featured you know, some vets of the scene. Weekend Nachos came back uh, to play the show. They've announced some dates going forward. Uh, All Out War played, Flesh Water, uh, Ingrown was amazing, but Harm's Way with uh, Common Suffering out uh, on uh, Metal Blade Records. This is their second for the label, uh, Post Human, uh, which was released back in 2018. So it's been like, you know, four or five years by this point. I've been waiting. Uh and you know, it was worth the wait for sure. Uh, it takes a lot of elements from that record that I really, really liked, and then just kind of hones it in and and refines everything. Um I think I was at that crowbar show when it came out the night it came out, and mm-hmm. I remember just driving back from the city back to the burbs and just listening to it. And uh, you know, you can really just kind of zone out. It's it's heavy, it's got like kind of that classic harm's way feel of like the kind of one finger, almost like that band's got a balance to it. Tom G warrior kind of trip I know they, they love some, some Tom G warrior uh, type of riffs on uh, you know, on these songs. But I mean, it's, it's so much more than that. There's like electronic elements. The undertow uh, was definitely a standout track. I love that. uh, I love King woman. I think King woman is Uh, Such a fantastic artist and vocalist and, you know, Celestial Blues is a great record. Uh, I I think one uh, performance that I've seen on like YouTube before, too, is um, uh, King Woman uh, kind of played with Thou at like St. Vitus and they covered Mm -hmm. a uh, Something in the Way by Nirvana. And I thought that was like amazing the way they did that together. Uh, But she is um, incredible on this record. She actually performed at the show as well. She came out from California to uh, be a part of the set. they uh they really went like put their all into this record, just writing, uh really trimming the the fat. I guess I don't know. There wasn't a bad part that I really caught on this record. Uh, they recorded with Will Yip, who is kind of a uh, pretty sought after producer. He did the big Turnstile record or a couple Turnstile records: Title Fight, uh, Soul Glow, Mannequin Pussy, Angel Dust. Um, there's even a track at the um, end of the record, Wanderer. That is kind of it's a great ending to the album, but it's not really it almost sounds like kind of a a modern Alice in Chains track to me. Yes, um, yeah, I agree. The vocal harmonies, the the way the riffs are played. Um, it's great. Everybody, you know, from the kind of newer members to the, the guys who started the record, everyone has like such a great presence on the album. So check it out. Common Suffering. It's out now on Metal Blade Records. Uh, And if they're coming to a a city near you, this is definitely a band uh, to see live for sure.
0: Um, Swindle. I don't mean to like jump on you. I I wanted to touch on a band that he touched on that played that show uh, all out war Um, almost made the list as well. Probably one of my favorite hardcore records that came out this year. Uh, Very blackened at that. Like they're, they're one of the OGs of metalcore. like that earth crisis integrity. They're kind of in that same vibe. They released an album this year. That is fucking awesome uh, called celestial rot came out on translation or translation loss records. Um, blackened, uh, weirdly blackened at that. Um, definitely check that out. If you're interested in that kind of stuff.
1: My next pick, uh, something I recommended to y'all and something I talked about on as a wreck in the podcast recently, uh, pest control. Don't test the pest. Yep. uh, Apparently this album came out in like February. I didn't know until like three weeks ago. (laughs) Uh, uh, Pest Control is from Leeds, West Yorkshire, England. Yorkshire, England. Uh, The album was released on Quality Control HQ. Uh, Really fun. Crossover thrash. Everything's fast. Uh, Vocals. uh, Not super... High in the mix, Mm kind of like not buried, but like back, not super loud in the mix, but uh, short record, uh, a lot of fun to listen to. Kind of reminds me of like DRI and also like Municipal Waste kind of stuff. Nice, Yeah, absolutely. When you recommended it, it was right up my alley. I
2: love that just kind of, you know, if you, anything with like municipal ways or just kind of fast, like, you know, thrash with a, with a punk edge, I'm, I'm all about it.
0: That album cover is <laughs> still, I will still say looks like the cover of a Goosebump novel, yeah. uh, from the early nineties. I think that cover is great. Uh, almost makes me think of some of the old locust artwork, uh, in, in style, yeah, like yeah. some of that kind of like very vibrant looking color, um, Wow. Uh, Fast record. um, Down to my last two here. Um, So I got to go with like one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, This band's never put out a bad record. Uh, George Fisher is the goat um, of death metal vocals. Uh, We don't talk about the era before that. Um, You know, George Fisher's the man. He will always sound good. Uh, Every time I've seen Cannibal Corpse, I have been decimated. Um you know it everyone knows when a Cannibal Corpse record comes out what you're going to get you're going to get barraged with just annihilating riffs um this was one of those albums uh the album being uh, Chaos Horrific that was released on September 22nd of 2023 um this is one of those albums you couldn't just pick one song off of there's so much bonker shit on this album uh Blood Blind, uh the debut single from the record uh Probably this is Eric Rutan's second record with the band as a member. Uh, this is the most Rutan sounding record he's done. Um, he's all over this album. He is playing his ass off. Uh, Rob Barrett is a lot more for, uh, forthcoming with his writing. Um, the The only reason this album isn't my number one pick of the year, this, this hit number two, is they did a cardinal sin for Cannibal Corpse Records. They buried Alex Webster in the mix. Um, Oh, damn. He's buried pretty deep in there. Uh, He's got a couple points where he pops out, but usually you can hear him pretty well all over the record. His writing's all over this. His handprints are all over this. Um, I don't even have to talk about the label this thing came out on. It's Metal Blade. It's been Metal Blade for almost 40 fucking years. Um, (laughs) This band never lets up. Uh, I've, I've been watching Cannibal Corpse live since I was 16 years old, and I've always left just, like, losing my mind. Uh, it's like when you watch this band, it is a barrage of 30 years of hits. You get a couple new tracks, but every hit is just like, God, they're going to play that one. Oh my God. They're playing that one. Um, you know, a modern hit for them is scourge of iron. And I went with our buddy, our all mutual friend, Matt Graham. And during scourge of iron, I just like grabbed him and just violently shook him. And it is what a perfect band. I hope this band keeps going. Uh, if they're releasing stuff like this, they can keep going. Uh, Eric Rutan is a perfect fit for this band has been since day one. He's been producing their record since like Oh six. Um, and that's a classic record. We'll talk about at some point, but uh, the track I had to like pick off this was drain you empty, which is just heavy. It's sludgy in certain points. It's almost got a borderline breakdown in it. Um, it's got dissonance and, George just enunciates all over this record. You can hear every word he says. And it's like his voice just never wears out. It's just, you can't beat it. It's Cannibal Corpse. Like, there's, if anybody can take the helm of what Slayer did and their height, it's Cannibal Corpse.
2: Yeah. Very consistent, but like not without just adding a little thing here and there. Each Each record has
0: something different to it. Yes. Without losing that initial thing.
2: My next pick is a uh, Chicago band, a local band to me here in Illinois. Uh, this is a band I came into contact with through our friends at Meteor Gym, a great record store downtown in Chicago. And I just kind of listened to it on a whim. I didn't, you know, they basically had like a listening party for this album. And I was like, I should check this out and see what it's about. I wasn't in attendance, but. I need to. I need to know more. What and what a surprise it was! It was so great. Uh, it's like blackened death metal, but I cannot hold this band to one genre. I'm of course talking about Selenoplexia with uh, Exalt and Despair. The uh, this is a band four piece Chicago blackened death metal, but they. I mean, it's it's all. I mean, there's like doom elements. There's uh, sludge elements. It's it's all over the place but it makes sense for what they're doing. There's not one particular sound they're going for. It doesn't sound shoehorned into the project. It all makes sense as one piece. Uh, And this should be treated as such. It's a kind of a concept record. Uh, You know, it's quite literally a person's descent into hell and maybe exploring the afterlife. I I'm sure, you know, many people could interpret it in very Dante esque. Yes, absolutely. Um, my one of my favorite tracks on the record Visions of Hell is so so good i when there's like a, there's a song that probably in all of our lives that we can pick out where maybe it's the chord maybe it's the way something's played or sung mm-hmm. where it just gives you like fucking like your hair stands up on your arm yeah. and the beginning of this song in particular the the riff like the the chord progressions is just so effective that i would like often go back to the beginning and listen to it every every time um courtney's vocals on this are great uh dan guitar player uh he's influenced by a lot of things obviously like i think like leviathan is up there with on uh on his list but you know yeah. then he's also into a lot of like math rock stuff i found out in our interview which i can you see can certainly for sure you can check out in there so there's a lot of things going on with this band um jonathan's drums are great uh and uh you know it's it's a it's a amazing amazing record. They have a show actually coming up in February on the 24th at Reggies with uh, Ashbringer. Um, but yeah, this was like I don't I don't know. I just didn't expect this record. I'm glad it, I found it. Uh they I think they wrote the last song first and then kind of built the rest of the record around it, but uh it's an independent release. It was released on Friday the 13th of October. Uh perfect release day for this record as with the Runer record, I believe it was the same same date. So, uh, check it out. Selenoplexia, great Chicago band, exalt and despair is out now. Uh, couldn't, couldn't say enough about it. It's awesome. There's a
0: rush riff on that album. Oh yeah. Cause I was the first time I listened to it, I was like working out and I stopped. I was like, that's a fucking rush riff. (laughs) Like just this kind of off meter off. It's probably more math rock centric, but I heard like, Oh shit. It sounds like something off hemispheres. And I went, I messaged you, I was like, there's a fucking Rush riff in this track. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is great. And that's so, like, I, I've i got a copy of it, I think, over on my shelf, too. I, like, ordered it straight up.
1: All right, my next uh, track, or my next album, is uh the band Closet Witch, the album Chiaroscuro. Uh, another grind, power violence album, as many of my <laughs> albums are uh probably around 20 minutes long uh they're from the great state of iowa all the good metal bands are from there (laughs) uh this (laughs) this was their third lp i think uh released on moment of collapse records uh very fast uh some good well not some riffs that all all the riffs are good, but there's a few riffs on the album. Uh, <laughs> most uh, it's fast as fuck. Yeah, it's kind of hard to have riffs in power violence fast all, as fuck all, all the time. Uh, kind of a few weird black metal parts on the album too. The it had those black metal chords in there. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. It's not. It's also not hard to. I was like trying to pick out one song from the album, and I listened to the whole album like three times yeah. just mm-hmm. today it's not like off-putting to listen to multiple times That's a good record i know dylan uh from full hell
2: does a uh, guest vocal on this record uh he, again another person who has like appeared in multiple releases this year outside oh of his own band you're the knife yeah you're the knife uh along with devin like i mentioned yep. earlier so yeah good pick this was a good record
0: i guess it's me isn't it uh so this is this is actually my favorite album of the year um, I had to put at least my top three on this sure. list to talk about, um, this is one you and I did a shitload of research on, um, and spent a lot of time with, um, it's the mighty cattle decapitation. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, come on ter- Terrasite. I mean, <laughs> we did a four part career arcing deep dive on this album and I loved death Atlas. I lo- I still love that album. But the more I listened to this record, the more nuance I found in Terrasite, the more expanding of the sound I heard. This is one of those bands that very slightly will expand their sound and just keep going. And you don't notice it at first. You have to really like you have to like jump in it to like really engross yourself in it. Um, This album had tracks on it that I'm getting emotional talking about it. Uh, this album had some tracks on it that really, really hit hard with maybe some of the isolating things that we're all kind of prone to do. Um, and I mean, just another body is a track, uh, a doom is a massive track. This is an album. This is a daunting album to listen to. You have to be prepared to listen to this cause it's an, it's a solid hour. Um, and it's not an easy journey. It's not that the songs are bad. It's not that the music's bad. It's just, it's not pleasant. Um, <laughs> It's there's there's it, no. It
1: rarely hope. is. Yeah. <laughs> <for> <laughs> I mean, decapitation. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's no hope at the end of this. But the one track and Austin's heard me say this a lot. There's a track on this album called "Soul Nostalgia" that might be if that band continues in that direction. Who knows what they could do? They become more of like a post metal band with that. Um That this thing has peaks, it has valleys, it's got hooks. It is just produced like no other. It's a modern sounding without sounding robotic. Um, there's some classic heavy metal stuff going on on it. Uh, if you can dig through this, just dense mix, uh, thanks to David Tarot. Um, what a fucking record. I I've listened to this album. Like I know Apple does their weird version of the, like the, the year in wrap up. Like it was absolutely this record even before or after our, uh, deep dive. Like I've continued to listen to this and still don't like Feel bored about it. Um, it's their ninth record. It's their eighth record. My apologies. Um, vocals, uh, the guitars, the drums on this are stupid. Um, I don't know how that guy is, has joints left in his his body. Um, you know, obviously, Travis Ryan being the proficient vocalist that he is that can set a mood of a track just by like a fucking noise. Um, the bass playing on this is stupid. Uh, you know, uh Ollie Pennard plays bass in Cryptopsy as well. So there we go. There's the tie-in. Uh fantastic record. I'm so glad we did the deep dive on it. Uh mag magnificent album to like um kind of have as my number one. Uh I haven't done one of these like year-in lists in so long, and it was great to do it for like 2023. I was stoked to have as much trouble as I did this year picking out albums that I loved and liked. So um you know my my list isn't varied at all and i think Swindle can join in with that. Austin's probably got the most varied list between the three of us. You know, mine's definitely death metal adjacent, Swindle's is like grind and punk and Austin's actually got peaks and valleys to his um but it's fun. Uh, I'm I'm actually looking forward to the one for 2024.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's already we'll get into it a little in a little bit, but the uh what we're expecting out of the next year, I think we're going to be excited with what comes out, but we did
1: the uh Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. And I was very surprised that y'all didn't pick a Photic Doom uh for like the Halloween playlist. Mm-hmm. I like watched that video a couple times and well, I would like I oh, was watching terrifying. It at, at work and I would just be like
0: so behind me, right? There's um. You mentioned like the video, terrifying video. They they do a really good job with theirs. Uh, I believe Travis was in a video for a band called macabre a couple years ago where he was dressed up as Ted Bundy, and it's uncanny. It is uncanny, and he knows that. It's uncanny. Well, i it like you now. look at it, I have to find it. Like, uh, we need to link it because like it is uncanny, and he knew it. He enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah, he's great uh one of
2: the best vocalists in aggressive music of all time for sure um one of my favorite vocalists of all time in hardcore metal whatever you want to call it uh has been doing a project for the past like couple years um he's been a member of bands like Week Nachos, Ledge, Sawblade, a number of things uh his debut record under the well I should I should say a two piece now he started this project kind of on his own and um you know kind of was like learning how to record himself from home and and just write just some of the most pummeling sludge doom uh this is a two piece from Geneva Illinois the suburbs of Chicago stomach uh with parasite uh another uh great release from this year hibernation release um who i believe he has worked with a couple times but John Hoffman Adam Tomlinson kind of vets of just Chicago metal and hardcore uh, Adam is in a couple of bands like Sick Tired and Sea of Shit um, that are uh, pretty pretty good, uh, pretty well-known in the area. Uh, I saw them open the Crowbar show at Reggie's earlier this year. Um, I think if you like bands like Grief, uh, Earth, um, Electric Wizard, you'll definitely like this. Um, I have a huge amount of respect for the way that John writes a riff and basically just kind of finding like th- the riff and really just beating it into your skull this is like such an abrasive record um it is uh it's an arsenal of sound i don't know how else to explain it other than i really enjoyed it it, it it's kind of cathartic like i said you you have that that one riff on many of these tracks and you kind of are along for the ride and it's just like literally the driving force on a lot of these songs. Um, a great debut. I can't wait to see what uh, comes next. I believe he is already finished with whatever the next release is going to be. Um, it may be a split. I'm not exactly sure, but uh, I know just having talked with him a couple times through the year, uh, this, is, uh, this is something that, uh, you know, he takes a lot of pride in and he puts a lot of effort into making it sound exactly like what's going on up here. So uh, they have a show as well. Uh, Saren uh, is a band from Wisconsin. I believe they're performing a, a ten, 10 year anniversary show uh, with some other bands in the area and maybe Wisconsin as well. But Bo Vice, Ready for Death, Greed Worm, uh, Cult Fiend, Chaos Fear and Stomach are uh, going to be playing at the Cobra Lounge in Chicago on January 20th. So a uh, cool show to look forward to kind of kicking off 2024.
1: My final pick. uh is Chained to the Bottom of the Ocean, uh, their most recent release called Consumed by the Vitriol of Life. Yeah. Which is just uh, the most do-metal album title that you could have. Uh, This was their second release this year. I think they released an LP in like February or uh, March or something. Uh, Three songs on this uh they are kind of longer songs but it's doom metal i think uh sometimes doom metal can just be like a chord and then another chord and then another chord uh i think these songs are like well written songs and there are riffs uh but it's sad uh and angry uh and short so if you're pissed <laughs> or if you're pissed off and sad about it, listen to uh, this record. It's a good one. Pissed off and sad about it. <laughs> right. God, is no. that a Bill Dottriev
0: line? No, no, I, no.
1: It's uh, the Texas Hippie oh, Coalition. God. I'm no. glad you got that reference. Hell yeah. I, well,
0: I have never forgotten about that band. <laughs> it
2: sounds like a, the dude's vocals sound like a didgeridoo.
0: Weren't they on, like, were they on, like, Big Vin Records or something like that? Dude, I couldn't tell you. I just
2: remember seeing the music video for that song in particular and just, like, losing my mind that a band like that existed. Stop what you're doing right now and go watch the music video for Pissed Off and Mad About It, which, again, what a...
1: Yeah, I found that... I I think
2: someone in my high school, like, that I was friends with, like, turned me on to that music video. I just, whatever. But uh, my last pick, you kind of said uh, kind of like a very bleak and disgusting uh, album title. Uh, My last pick is by a kind of very bleak and kind of, it's a disgusting record. Uh, The new Gravesend record, the sophomore album, Gowanus Death Stop. Uh, Gowanus, I guess, is a neighborhood in maybe like South Brooklyn that is very industrialized. Uh, This is a very new york record and what i mean by that is it kind of takes a lot of the themes maybe a lot of the shit that was going down throughout like its earlier eras of new york just you know it's filthy it's a filthy record it feels like a uh dystopian like kind of b movie that you might see set in new york like i don't know like i think of like the warriors or i think of you know escape from new york or maybe even like death wish or something like that robocop
0: It's like a Joey Diaz story. It's,
2: it's a great, great record. Um, there's like, it's kind of like the scalp record, in a lot of ways where there's, there's quite a few more tracks and it's definitely longer, but it doesn't let up. It's just one after the other, but also kind of having moments for these like kind of soundscape parts. Like there's almost, uh, like I mentioned escape from New York. There's definitely some almost like kind of carpenter sounding synths that go out, but it's like noisy. It's, uh there's samples on this thing. There's definitely some like electronic stuff going on. Um but you know uh definitely for fans of like
0: Pissgrave and Caustic Wound. Um I was going to bring up Pissgrave. When I when I when you brought this up, I was like, "Yeah, that's definitely sounds like that band a lot."
2: I I love the debut. Uh this is another one for 20 bucks been I you know, can't say enough good things about this label, but great sophomore release. There's not a really a lot to be known about this band. They're very mysterious. They do not like let it known what their, you know, their identities are, but they, love I love that. They just kind of let the music speak for itself. And uh yeah, this was definitely a highlight. Uh I came out like in October, a lot of great October l- releases yeah. in 2023. And this was certainly one
0: of them. Um, I still, I still believe that the undertaker and Kane are brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. No, I, I love it. I love when bands keep things secretive. Uh I, I still that still is enticing to me where you don't know everything. You don't know a record's coming out, you don't know if they're working, you don't know what they're doing, you don't hell you they may be dead or in insane asylum. Um I love that. I like that kind of danger aspect to some of it. Cause I you know, I, I think that phrase gets kind of ran through the ringer a lot of like, oh, it needs it needs to be dangerous again. It's, it's not that, it's just that you want that kind of like secretive kind of feeling to some music sometimes because it adds to the mystique of it, right? Like I, as a kid, I didn't know who was releasing a record. I'd walk into the store one day and it was there and I could pick it up. And it's like, God, I didn't know this was out. I, I loved, I love this about this band. Uh, this was, I was surprisingly um, shocked with how much I liked this album. It's a
2: great record. Um, so that kind of does it for our main part of this episode as far as like our favorite heavy releases. Uh, there's been a lot of albums, a lot of EP splits in the world of metal and hardcore that we really love this year, but we love music. So I know there are some non heavy releases that we were listening to this year. Um, do you either of you guys want to start? What was some of the stuff outside of this wheelhouse that you should recommend to the folks listening?
0: I've got, I've only got a couple, um, you know, I'll just kind of rifle through them real quick. Um, you know, Coulter Walls, uh, newest record, uh, little songs. Fantastic. I love that dude's voice. It's definitely an acquired taste for his voice. He sounds like the oldest man on the planet, which is kind of what swindle said to me one time. Uh, love that record. Uh, I actually went to the local record store in Bowling Green, uh, mellow mats and picked it up. Um, loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, this one may be kind of questionable just because it can fall into the heavy music genre, but this record's not technically heavy. It's the newest Queens of the stone age album. Um, you know, times of new Roman. I did not like villains. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was boogie woogie rockabilly stuff. Uh, just didn't speak to me. Um, but this album sounds like, like clockwork, um, has a lot of that weirdness to it, that kind of depressing vibe. And, uh, I loved it a lot. Um, great album. Uh, the last track straight jacket fitting is like a 12 bar blues kind of like pummel. And it's just got this kind of dissonant sound to it. That is Josh Homme is kind of known for. Um, one other album I want to bring up is I will not be able to pronounce this name uh, or this, the title of this album because it's so long. Uh, but the 2023 release from uh, Eve's tumor, uh, my girlfriend uh, Lauren introduced me to that and I thought it was great. I thought it was, I think the cover of the album's fantastic. I don't know much about it, but this album definitely seems like nineties rock kind of alt rock. Um, just a cool listen that, you know, um, you know Bjork didn't release anything this year, so I don't have that.
1: <laughs> you get the next best, not the next best thing, but but close. Enough. I'm not saying In the that same East Tumor is yeah. like second place to Bjork, but yeah, you got something else. Uh, I have a. I listened to a bunch of shit that wasn't heavy. Uh, but some of it, like uh, Tyler the Creator kind of re-released an album he re-released call me if you get lost but there were a few new songs like five or six new songs um the new album is titled call me if you get lost the estate sale uh i like that one uh they're kind of like an r&b vibe i liked uh the daniel caesar album never enough I also liked the Janelle Monae album, the age of pleasure, which is just the horniest album of all time. I've heard you say that. Yeah, it was, uh, bisexual people had a great horny (laughs) summer because of this album. Uh,
0: the rooms were like,
1: (laughs) uh, on kind of like a country vibe. Um, Tyler or Tyler Childers, uh, Rustin in the Rain. I also liked uh Jason Isbell's uh Cast Iron Skillet album and um uh uh that's it for that. Uh I also like the Mitski album which has the most doom album title of all time that's not by a doom uh pers- doom artist. Uh The Land is Inhospitable and So Are We. Damn. Heavy. Yeah. They're- Non-heavy there folks. <laughs>
2: Doing heavy. Shout things. out to CJ Greco. Oh yeah. He loves mitski Yes, he does. Um I have a few. I, I also listen to a lot of like non-heavy stuff, but for time's sake, let's just rifle through three of them. Uh Cutworms, the self-titled Cutworms record. This is a project uh led by Max Clark, who I think is um, I know he spent maybe a little time in Chicago, but I think he is uh New York based. But this is like a like a country record. Uh definitely some classic vibes. It's almost got like uh it's country, but it's got like '60s kind of like pop feel to it. Um, I love country music, and I kind of miss the way it when it sounds like this. This was perfect. Uh, it was released back in July through Jag Jaguar Records. Um, he released a like a double album that I really liked, but it you know it's it's called uh, "Nobody Lives Here Anymore." And there were a lot of songs from that record I like, but you know, sometimes you just, it's a lot. And some, sometimes I think things get lost. This was like the complete opposite where you may have had like 10 tracks and they were just very, it was scaled down. It was the perfect kind of length and all the songs were awesome on it. I love that record. Uh, My next one is uh, Domino by Diners, uh, which is a project uh, that uh, uh, Blue Broderick does sings they uh, play guitar write the songs again this is a, a power pop record uh just really kind of catchy beach boys worship i loved every song on this record uh and then my last record joanna sternberg with i've got me this is a sophomore album it was produced by matt sweeney uh who has been on like so many things uh produced a lot of different records uh he's worked with like kurt Vial, Cat Power. Uh, he also has a really fantastic YouTube show that I think is coming back called Guitar Moves, which I watch religiously.
1: Oh, it's awesome.
2: Okay. So great. So he he produced this record uh, that came out on uh, Fat Possum Records back in June. Um, I've heard the term or somebody was quoted with saying that Joanna sounds like uh, emo Randy Newman. And a lot of it, it's like not particularly one thing. Yeah, dude, it's so good. It's so great. I, you got to listen to it cause it's I like, got to listen to it now. It's so, uh, gut, re- gut wrenching. Cause it's, if it's I can such, hear Randy
0: Newman sing WAP, I'm, I'm done. Uh,
2: it's, it's so, it's so emotional. It's so impactful. I, you know, like it has a lot of like, it's like low five. It's like singer songwriter, like jazz pop. Uh, it almost sounds like you could have heard it in like a musical or like a play or something like that. But I've got me uh, definitely a highlight for me this year. I I love this record. Um, So we've talked about all the records that came out this year. There's obviously some uh, records that we're going to be looking forward to next year. Are there any on the docket that you can kind of talk about now that you're maybe
0: looking forward to or hope that comes out next year? Um, I've got a few. Uh, I know I think a mutual love between you and I is uh, Holder, uh, who has just dropped pre-orders for that uh verse and oath her second full length um coming out on 20 bucks spin we keep bringing that up uh looking forward to that album a lot uh i like their take on uh black metal a lot it's definitely got the vibes of kind of the transcendental black metal stuff of like wolves in the throne room but it has a very old school like bathery kind of feel uh celtic frost um uh hammer um god the name's slipping me of the pre celtic frost band
2: oh uh, um, it's uh hellhammer uh, hellhammer
0: yeah you know very very hellhammer esque. uh i love it i like that for every bit of black metal i like that's like technical like emperor or uh you know dissection i i love it when it can be straightforward like this and it's just this primal kind of sound um this newest single is fantastic um band you introduced me to upon stone looking forward to that record i Heard the most recent single with Brian Fair on it. And Brian Fair sounds like a madman. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard him sound that just aggressive in almost 20 years. Um, I mean, there are, there's so much shit that's coming out this coming year already. New job for a cowboy is coming out. Uh, the newest vitriol record, which is pissed. Um, I, I, I've i brought that up three times now. Um, Squala Grind, you know, we touched on that earlier. Uh, That track with Barney on it is amazing. Not Barney the Dinosaur, but the Angry Barney. The Barney the the Greenway. Uh, Yeah, uh, great shit coming out uh, this coming year.
2: Gina Gleason, apparently is going to be laying down a solo for that record too, Um, that EP. There's
0: going to be a new Gate Creeper album out this year. Damn, I Uh, forgot. I should have put that down. Yeah, new Gate Creeper record coming out. New Gate Creeper, new Null uh, coming out. Uh, There's a new Chelsea Wolf record coming out soon. Uh, I mean, shit.
1: That'll be good shit to listen to in like January or February. Oh, when of course, it's still dark. It's seasonal depression
0: is rampant. Um, um, yeah, we got uh, Darkest Hour. Yeah. Um. I mean, I. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's so much shit uh, already.
2: Uh, some of the stuff you mentioned was definitely on my list. Uh, Worm announced that they're starting the writing process for a new record, follow up to uh, Forever, uh, Forever Glade back in 2021. They're also going to be on the Decibel Magazine tour next year with Holder as well. That um, High on Fire is supposed to release a, ne- a record early next year as well. I think it's uh, done. I think that it record is, done. is in the can. Yep. Uh, Ghoul going to be releasing a new uh, record as well. Uh, Merciful Fate and King Diamond. We talked to Andy LaRock this year. Uh, they got some uh, new stuff in the works. We got a uh, new Nails record was announced to be coming out soon. Who would have uh, expected that? Kurt Ballou <laughs> uh, has worked with this band for like pretty much on all of their releases. Uh, it's been so long since You Will Never Be One of Us. So I'm excited to get in that. And one, one record I know for sure. I don't know when it'll be coming out, but we've been kind of joking off air a little bit. Me and Swindle have just a new Val record. Uh, there's been some oh, yeah. Instagram stuff of them like recordings things. And, uh, you know, the last couple of releases have been collaborations. So the, the last, the last, uh, full length they did that was just them was back in like 2018. 2018. So yeah. Been a while.
1: Fuckers.
0: Motherfuckers. There's, it's it. already like the year is already stacked to like, have so much shit like coming out in it. Um, one I wanted the one I, I wanted the, to mention was uh, there's a local band from Nashville that's like dissonant death metal called Peligious, Uh, actually has members of Noel in the band. They share a guitar player Um, and they've they've had hits that they're writing and they're recording. And there's even been a couple sound clips. So, like, I'm hoping for some shit from that band.
1: Yeah. Swindle, anything else that you want to note? Uh. I saw Spencer Radcliffe post on Instagram Mm. that he'll be releasing an album next year. Damn. It's not heavy, but I love Spencer Radcliffe. It's been a while. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would love to see a new Emma Ruth Rundle album. Uh, Always. uh, I would always love to hear some new Soul Glow. They released a single this year, but hopefully they come out with a new album. But most importantly please thou give us like seven <laughs> albums every, <laughs> every oh, and time they will. release. Yeah, they,
0: they will. It'll be, you know, it'll be uh, at least two full links. One of those will be a collaboration. There's at least going to be four EPs, uh, a covers seven inch split something. I know what that band does. And it's, it's exhilarating to see all this shit get released all at once. Well,
2: uh, definitely th- some things to look forward to, uh, but I'm glad we got to, Take a moment to look back on the year in music. Uh, I want to hear from you, anyone listening right now. Comment below. What did you love this year? Do you agree with any of our picks? Would you have gone differently? Uh, what were you listening to? What are you looking forward to in 2024? Uh, guys, I can't thank you enough for making this year so much fun to do this podcast, even if it's just an excuse for us to like get on the horn every week and just talk about music. Uh, love y'all. Can't wait to see y'all next year. Uh follow us on Vocal Distortion, Distortion 891, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our live show uh is gonna be still going in 2024 20, for a little while longer until I graduate. So that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, thanks for making this first year of Riff Worship uh very, very special. Yep. Uh, we'll see you next time. When we'll be talking
1: about some more riffs. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye. <laughs>